the higher. Welcome back to Calling All Sports. This portion of the show is brought to you by Arby's, Overhead Door, Lewis Drug, Great Life Health and Fitness, and Fireplace Pros. And Arby's, you know, if, you, uh, if you're still hungry, if you miss lunch, quite often when I get to this show, I haven't had a chance to eat. Today was not the case. I actually had lunch before I left to come down to do the show, but uh, I'll probably stop by Arby's later today because after I leave here, I go to the TV station and I'm there until I go home, like at midnight or 12.30, whenever I'm done. So a uh, lot of nights, a lot of nights, I bring a salad with me to eat. And, uh, of course, that was my favorite at Arby's was the farmhouse salad. We're still working on them, getting that back. And I'm sure I'm not the only one that misses it. But, boy, they've got so many great things. When I took that trip out to Colorado, you know, last week and and stopped in York, Nebraska to fix my tire, I thought, you know what, I'm going to treat myself to uh, to Arby's. There's one right there by the interstate. And that made the rest of my trip great. So, yeah, they've got the meats, they got the treats, they got whatever you need. Our next guest is Jim Peterson, who is one of my all-time favorite guests to have on the show because we can have conversations about everything. But I think right now with the with the playoffs starting this week, I think we'll maybe stick to the T Wolves. We'll see it. Uh, Jim, did I take you away from a, you shooting hoops or what are you up to this afternoon? I'm hitting golf balls on my golf sim in my lower level, uh, Mark. Okay. I, I, I figured you were doing something fun, so, and, and Munich, he's playing with you? No, he's at work. I, I'm at home. I'm just, uh, you know, I don't know, trying to lick my wounds from yesterday, even though we won, like losing Jaden, having Rudy be suspended, you know, self-inflicted wounds. It was just dumb. You know, I just, uh, Jaden punches a wall and breaks his hand, and Rudy punches you know, Kyle Anderson and gets suspended for a game. So it's just, uh, it's just so Wolsey you know, in the way that it all went down. So it just, it's just disappointing, you know. I, you know, was obviously going to ask you about your reaction to that. I mean, obviously, Timberwolf fans have just got to be shaking their head thinking, here we maybe had a team that could maybe do something and bang within a span of a few minutes, both those things happen. And like you said, self inflicted. Yeah, I mean, you know, Jaden gets a bad whistle and he, and you know, he, he's one of these guys, he's so funny because he's so, you know, mild mannered in terms of like he's quiet, you know, he doesn't show a lot of emotion. Even when he does great things, like he's, he's not smiling and he's not like getting overly excited. Like he could turn it over and fall out or he could hit the game winner and he'd have the same facial expression. Hmm. You know, and so, and so like what, one thing that does happen though is when he, he, as he does get frustrated and he gets, he gets the one emotion he does show is kind of like anger and sort of displaced and, um, he can get, he gets kind of edgy. So, um, you know, it's, it's part of why he's good because he's competitive and he wants to do well. And so he gets out there and competes. Uh, but you know, he got a couple bad whistles and, you know, he went into the, the tunnel that we have and, you know, it's like a tent, right? It's one of those, uh, it's got, you know, the metal bars that support the fabric and it, it, it's made into a tunnel. So it's like, you know, it's, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a half round, you know, so it's, it's rounded on top and you walk through it and you, you don't think about, you know, what, it, what's on the other side, but you know, he punches it thinking he's punching a tent, but he's punching a, a oh, concrete wall. Yeah. It, it, it was a concrete wall through there. Like it's, it's, you know, it's the, it's the walkway in the hallway. So, 
I don't know. It's just, it's just dumb. It's just it, to lose Jaden like that after losing Nas in Phoenix when he fell down in the Phoenix game uh, at Phoenix, um, and you know falls on on a layup attempt and breaks his wrist trying to catch himself. <clears throat> you just didn't need need all of that. So anyway, it's it is what it is. And the good news is that the Wolves have two chances to make the playoffs. So they've got to go to LA. They went today. We're not doing the games. So these are all games that are going to be on TNT, so we won't uh, broadcast any of these games. They'll be on TNT or ESPN. I'm actually not sure which channel it's on t- uh, tomorrow. I assume it's TNT. Um, but so we won't do either of the playing games. We didn't do game 83 last year either when they played against the Clippers in the playing game. Um, we didn't do that game. I was at the game with my wife, so. Um, we're taking this one up. But so the good news is that we're playing the Lakers tomorrow. And then if we lose that game, we have another opportunity to play the winner of the OKC, uh, New Orleans game. So, you know, whichever team wins that game will come to Target Center and play if we lose to the Lakers. But if we win against the Lakers tomorrow night, then we play Memphis again in the playoffs. If we lose, tomorrow and against the Lakers, we play the winner. And then if we win that game, then we would play Denver. So that's kind of how the play-in, the play-in works. Seven, eight play each other. The winner moves to seven. The loser moves on to play the winner of the nine, 10 game. And then that team, whoever wins that game gets seated eighth. So, um, we got two shots at this thing. Do you like the, the, the newer format of that where it's nine against 10 winner of that goes up against the loser of seven and eight and two of those four teams get in? I mean, it, it, it seems like it adds a little more. It came right down to the final day yesterday. It was kind of crazy who was going to end up where. And uh, it seems like it adds a lot, whole lot more intrigue and excitement. Well, you know, when we would have been eighth and last year, you know, we would have been seventh. Um, you know, we just would have been slotted in those spots you know, in the old playoff format. We wouldn't have to go through all this stuff. But, you know... It, what, what it's done, I think it's been genius in the way that it's done because it's, it's made all these games relevant down the stretch. Now, the only problem is that, you know, we've needed some, some, uh, some team. We need the Lakers to lose. We've needed New Orleans to lose. We've needed the Clippers to lose. We've needed Golden State to lose. And so these teams that we're playing now, if they're already solidified or if they're out of it or whatever, they're not necessarily interested in winning. So they're sitting guys, you know, Denver's not necessarily playing their best guys, uh, you know, on down the line, you know, um, you know, if, if they're already locked in where they're in, they're not going to sit there and jeopardize any of their players. So, you know, the Knicks, you know, played New Orleans the other night. We needed New Orleans to lose, and the Knicks didn't play, you know, Jalen Brunson. They didn't play Julius Randle. Um, they didn't play their best players because they're locked in in their playoff spot. So, so these, these, that's why, you know, Mark, and this is, you know, we haven't talked much this year, but. You know, one of the things that that sort of was the earmark of this team is that um, they would they would win on the road against really good opponents, and they'd beat some good opponents at home as well. So they were really good against you know 500 or better teams. <clears throat> but they were six and eleven against teams that had six worst records in the NBA: the three East, three West. I mean, Wolves were six and eleven against those teams, losing to Detroit twice and losing to Portland three times. Um, you know, uh, losing to just just bad basketball teams. And it's it's you know it's like I like the analogy of that. You know, we're kind of like the 
the student who waits till um, the eleventh hour, fifty ninth minute to do their paper. That's due the next day. You know, it's like the the, the procrastinator's conundrum. You know, so <laughs> since we didn't win some of these games in January, you know, December, January, February. Now we're trying to cramp for the test at the end of the season, trying to make the playoffs, trying to win these games. And, you know, you dropped a game at Target Center to Portland, who literally had their six top players not playing in the game. And, and we lost, you know, we lost to, uh, to Portland at home. Um, you know, losing twice to Detroit, losing t- twice to the Washington Wizards, um, losing to the Rockets, you know, uh, in, in one game. Um, it's just, it's just silliness. And, um, but then you go on the road and you, you, you beat the Knicks like it without Ant and like it was, it, Torian has 35 points in that game. So it just, it's been a, it's a weird team. Uh, they're, they're not a bad basketball team. They're a good basketball team. They're not a great basketball team, but I'm just, I just don't know what to hope for here. I, I, you know, I don't know what to hope for Memphis to hope for Denver um, whatever the case, uh, I, I just hope they get the playoffs so we can have some more fun. Let me go back to Gobert for a second. And how much effect does that have on the team? Not just because he's going to miss one game. He's been suspended for a game. But how much do you think an action like that, where he punches his own teammate, Kyle Anderson, in the huddle, uh, affects the psyche of the team? Because I, I just couldn't believe that, Jim. <coughs> well, I mean... You know, the thing you have to know about Kyle, Kyle, like when, when you see him, like he's like this, like kind of nice looking guy, you know, like he's a nice guy and stuff, but he's got a serious edge to him. And one of the things that Kyle does is he gets on guys, you know, and, and that's like, you need that kind of leadership, you know, you need a guy that can both do it on the court and then also that is a vocal leader that can, you know, hold guys accountable. Because, you know, think of the old, uh, and I just was having this conversation with Sean Elliott down. We just played the Spurs the second and last game of the season before this New Orleans game. We played San Antonio and we played him in Austin, not even in San Antonio. They're trying to, you know, increase their, their, uh, ticket base by getting up into Austin. And, uh, but I was talking to Sean Elliott about, uh, Avery Johnson was doing the game with him and Sean and I were talking about Avery and Avery Johnson was the guy that kind of motivated that. 1999 team with David Robinson and those guys when they won their champ, their first championship. Uh, Avery was willing to say really mean things to, uh, the players to get them motivated. Sean talked about, you know, getting on him multiple times and it, and it made a difference. So Kyle's that guy from Minnesota and you need the best teams are the ones that police themselves. So the coaches don't have to do everything all the time. And, you know, Kyle had gotten on Rudy in the locker room before the game. Rudy was, uh, you know, having some back issues and, um, and wasn't going to maybe play in the game. And Kyle's like, no, you, you put your uniform on, get out there and play and kind of got on him. And then, you know, there was some words said in the, in the huddle, you know, about coverages and missed assignments and, and whatever. And Kyle got a little personal and, and Rudy just kind of lost it. So, I think Kyle's the kind of guy that can get over it. Like Kyle's the kind of guy that's going to forget about it. But I just, Rudy's a sensitive guy. You know, he's a, I, I just hope Rudy can get over it. You know, he did apologize. He knows he was in the wrong. Um, so he did apologize in a text thread to the team. He did apologize via social media to his team and the fans and everybody. So I just think, you know how guys are, Mark, we can get over stuff. 
You know what I mean? Like, we, we can have fights, and we can, you know, fight on the playground, and we can forget about it and go have beers afterwards, you know? Um, I think guys are just kind of wired up that well that way. So I, I think that they'll be able to get over it. I think that they'll move on. Rudy's being suspended for one game, and he's going to do his penance, and then we're going to move on from there. So I, I think it's going to be over once he comes back. Okay. Well, that's that's good to hear for the T-Wolves. And, and, of course, now with Carl Anthony Towns back, healthy after missing most of the season this is a different team and it it feels like they've maybe had time to blend back together because that doesn't happen instantly when somebody's been you know hurt for 50 plus games yeah towns is you know this is his team you know i mean he's the guy that's been here for eight years so i mean he's the guy that and finch understands his skill sets and how to utilize him i think that Everybody learned a ton when Carl was out. You know, Kyle became a leader. Um, you know, they, they understood how to play with Rudy better. I think getting Mike Connolly was huge because Mike knows how to unlock Rudy and knows how to play with him with his three years in Utah together. Um, so I, I really think that from that standpoint, getting Connolly, I, I just feel like D'Lo didn't really trust Rudy. And I feel like uh, Grudy felt that from D'Lo, that he didn't ever really trust him. So I, I didn't think that the chemistry was great with, with D'Angelo. Um, but with Mike, Mike is such a pro. I mean, like I don't know if you saw the play at the end when Ant threw the ball away and, and Mike got the steal and Ant got the and one opportunity. I mean, like, and the defensive play that Mike made before that, he just makes plays. He's so smart. He's so great. He's exactly what this team needs. I wish he was, you know, four years younger. Yeah. But, the, hey, the one thing that you have to understand about Mike Conley, too, is, like, he's the same age right now that Chris Paul was when Chris Paul first went to Phoenix. So Chris Paul was 35 when he went to Phoenix, and here he is his third year. He's still got two more years on his deal. I think Mike's got a lot left in the gas tank, and so I, I want that dude around. He's got one more year in his deal, and then we'll see what happens after that. But um, I really think Mike Conley is a major connector when it comes to integrating towns back into the mix uh, integrating towns and gobert playing together um losing nas reed was a huge problem i mean that's a huge loss for minnesota because Nas was playing so well and finch was really sticking with that whole two big two big lineup situation playing nas with either rudy or carl um it was all kind of working and i just the unfortunate thing is that we've only really had our full roster together for six games yep. and and so that's kind of the 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 tragedy of it all we're never going to really know what this team could have done well it sounds like though all right so you know obviously Jaden's done Nas is done for the playoffs with what with what they have left and with Gobert back because he will play in a playoff game regardless of what happens yes. in the first game yes. Yes. do you like yes. their chances to maybe do a little damage here in the postseason well I mean yeah, I mean, I, I, I do, because I think Towns, when you have, you know, uh, Batman on your team, um, and you got Superman on your team, I mean, you, you've got a couple superheroes, you know, in Ant and, and, and Carl, and then Kyle Anderson is such a unique player. We've got veteran leadership. We've got inside game. we got outside game. Uh, I think I just love Torian Prince. I, I love what uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker's brought to the table. You know, can, can Jalen Noel get healthy? We kind of need his scoring punch off the bench. Um, yeah, I, I think that, you know, 
Memphis is kind of banged up. Like Stephen Adams has been hurt. Um, they, um, you know, John Morant is obviously a problem, but that's one of the reasons why we got Rudy Gobert. We got Rudy Gobert last year because we couldn't uh, get a rebound and we couldn't get a stop inside. So, um, you know, we've had some success against Memphis this year. I think both teams have won on their home court. Um, and we certainly did a great job against them last year. I feel like if we play Memphis again, I feel like we can, we have a, a good feeling of how to beat them. And then Kyle Anderson actually played for Memphis last year, um, when they beat us. So he has a good, like, knowledge of what makes them tick and, and all of that. So that's some institutional knowledge that we didn't have last year. So, yeah, I, I think they can. It's just a matter of, 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 of can we stay healthy now and can Torian Prince and Kyle Anderson and Nikhil Alexander-Walker sort of make up for what we're losing with Jalen Noel, or hey, with uh, Jaden McDaniels. Who's your MVP? It's a great question. I, you know, I, I looked at, you know, I think Giannis probably should win in a lot of ways because, you know, Milwaukee's got the best record and he plays, he's, you know, he's so dominant on both ends of the floor. And Bede has played really well down the stretch, I think for a lot, a lot of the season. Uh, Nikola Jokic was the MVP for a lot of people uh, for obvious reasons because I mean he's just so dominant. Denver's been in the first in the first pace place slot since December twentieth, and they've been there and they've stayed there, and they've been there and they got there because of obviously some injuries happened. You know the Western Conference has been filled with whether it's been um, um, you know Zion Williamson because he was playing really well and New Orleans was elevating their game at the time. Um, you know, Paul George has been hurt a bunch. The Clippers haven't been really con- fully constituted. Um, Denver's had, excuse me, uh, Golden State had their issues with injuries to Steph and Clay and whatever. Um, so injuries have always come into play. But Jokic, when, Jokic makes that team go. And if Jokic, when he didn't play in games this year, Jokic um, – Denver was four and eight in games that Jokic didn't play. And so they had a losing record when Jokic didn't play. For, uh, for the, uh, excuse me, for the Milwaukee Bucks, I mean, they were like 11 and seven when Giannis didn't play. And for Philadelphia, Philly was like 11 and five when Yoke and when, uh, Embiid didn't play. And so they actually had a better winning percentage in Philadelphia when Embiid didn't play. And so, it, it, what is the MVP? So the MVP is the most most valuable player to that team. And the other thing that Jokic does so well is he makes his teammates better. He makes he makes them better in ways that Giannis and Embiid don't. So for me, I, I would say I would pick if I had a vote, I would I would pick Jokic and, and let him win his third in a row. But I think I, who I think is going to win, I think Embiid is going to win. But if you gave it to Giannis, I don't think anybody would, would bat an eye. So I think whoever wins it is going to be deserving. Whoever wins it is going to be accepted. And um, I think I think if Jokic were to win it, do you remember all the Kendrick Perkins kerfuffle, the whole thing that he was saying about stat padding? And, yep. you know, basically made it sound like if you voted for Jokic, you know, you're basically um, – you know, a racist, you know, if you're, you know, that's basically what he was saying because, you know, um, you know, the, all the voters who vote for Jokic the past two years and the stat padding was the thing that bothered me the most about that. 
And to tell you the truth, I think that all of that stuff kind of soured Jokic on the whole idea of being the MVP. I don't think he cares one way or the other. I think it was, I think he felt it was nice to win the first one. And I thought it was, you know, really nice for him to win the second one. And I, I don't think he wanted all the attention that came with it. And now with all this stuff, you know, with Kendrick Perkins saying he's stat padding and all that kind of stuff, I don't think he wants anything to do with it. So, um, anyway, I said it to say I would vote for Jokic and, but I think Embiid's going to win. Well, Pete, this is great as always. Thanks for the wonderful insight. Go hammer some balls into that simulator and get out, get out your That's frustrations right, and we'll, uh, we'll talk sooner this time. Okay. Okay, Mark. Thank you, bud. Thanks a bunch. Jim Peterson, our guest. He is awesome. Rosenbauer, the world's largest manufacturer of firefighting equipment, is inviting you to join them in building life-saving fire trucks. Based in Lyons, South Dakota, they offer great pay, up to $26 an hour, depending on experience. They have generous health benefits, flexible start times, weekends off, and PTO that starts the day you do. With on-the-job training in most positions, you can build a difference in the world at Rosenbauer. Apply online at buildfiretrucks.com. Rosenbauer is an equal opportunity employer, including veterans and disability. The Legacy Fighting Alliance returns to Sioux Falls Friday, April 14th. In the main event, knockout artist Jalen the Gentleman Fuller takes on top prospect Trey the Truth Waters at the LFA Welterweight World Championship on the line. Come cheer on the region's top-ranked fighters as they take on challengers from around the world. Twelve professional bouts, one ultimate night. Live from the Sanford Pentagon Arena. Tickets available at the Pentagon box office or at Ticketmaster.com. LFA 156, are you ready for war? No one has a handbook for what we're living through today, which is why the experience you have access to makes all the difference in how you make it to tomorrow. For decades, Dakota Bank has worked with ag producers through industry, economic, and regional changes. We're committed to agriculture. We're committed to the producers and families that make our communities great. Go with commitment, experience, and integrity. Dakota Bank, banking, insurance, mortgage, and trust. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Insurance and trust not FDIC insured. Meet my good buddy Greg Gold, CEO of Heg Realtors and father of some terrific athletes. Greg, how long has Heg been around? Mark, we've been around over 75 years and we have over 200 licensed agents who are all really good at helping their clients with their real estate needs, whether buying, selling, or both. And you have several locations, right? Yep. We're in Sioux Falls, Brandon, Garrettson, Hartford, all over the Sioux Empire, and even out in the Black Hills. You guys do such an amazing job. And you also have some terrific personalities who are a blast to be around and work with. Every day is fun at Hague. We sold over 4,000 properties last year worth over a billion dollars. That's how good our people are. That is impressive. In sports terms, you've built a dynasty. Kind of like those Lincoln tennis teams. Your contact info, Greg. It's simple, Mark. Go to Hague.com. Find the agent you want to work with. We're Hague Realtors since 1945. Penny Kleindienst is an interior designer. So when Eric and Becky Roskop hired Simply Perfect to update their dream home, she knew where to turn. The experts at Fireplace Pros have a wide variety of heat and glow and heat fireplaces to choose from. And they hit a home run with a contemporary fireplace they chose together. They always help me come up with the perfect fireplace that makes all the difference in the way a home looks and feels. Our gas fireplaces and inserts from Heat and Glow and Helator are the best in the business. You can stop in and see the region's largest showroom or visit us on the web at fireplaceprofessionals.com and get a virtual tour. We have almost 100 Heat and Glow and Helator models on display 
and even more in stock. If you ever need advice, just call 339-0775 or better yet, stop in and see us. We're Fireplace Pros, 1217 West 41st Street, Sioux Falls. Just like Becky and Eric, you're going to love the way your home feels. Welcome back to Calling All Sports. This portion of the show is brought to you by Sanford Health, Rosenbauer, Vance Thompson Vision, Dakota Bank, Haig Realtors, and Comfort King. And welcome back to the show. And again, uh, just to, to fill you in on that playoff game tomorrow night, as Jim was talking about, it is on TNT. It's at 9 o'clock our time. The T-Wolves play at Los Angeles against LeBron James and Anthony Davis and the Los Angeles Lakers. He is so good. If you haven't heard Jim Peterson before, now you know why he's one of my favorite guests on the show. He is so full of insight, and he can go a million directions. We we wanted to talk about the T-Wolves, but we could have talked about anything, and he's he's that way regardless of what the topic is. So wonderful to have him on the show today along with good friend Paul Heinert, who uh, just got back from the Masters in Augusta, won by John Rahm, his first green jacket. And uh, Seve Ballesteros is one of my all-time favorite players, and knowing that he was playing for Seve made it pretty special for sure. One of the greatest shot makers in the history of the game was Seve Ballesteros. Uh, he was he was one of my heroes for sure. Thanks for listening. We're back again tomorrow on Calling All Sports. Thanks for listening to Calling All Sports. Today's show was brought to you by Arby's, Overhead Door, Great Life Health and Fitness, Lewis Drug, Fireplace Pros, Sanford Health, Dakota Bank, Rosenbauer, Dakota Beverage, Vance Thompson Vision, Corey Insurance, Hague Realtors, Pusett Speedway, Comfort King, Billion Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram, the South Dakota Golf Association, and Corey and the Fireflies.